Hi everybody, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles Stories of the Supernatural. And I hope you enjoy this new show, whether you're viewing it on the internet or listening to a podcast version of the episode. I do want to thank you for being part of my audience. You can also find links to videos or podcasts on MiamiGhostChronicles.com as well as where you can submit your story about any eerie experiences you've had, which I would love to hear about. Just go to the Submit Your Story tab. Please subscribe to our channel so that you receive notification of when we release a new show. And find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is where I usually live stream and where I give you a behind-the-scenes look at locations where new episodes are being filmed at, I also tell you about all the interesting guests that will be appearing soon on Stories of the Supernatural. I hope you enjoy the show, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi everybody, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicle Stories of the Supernatural. How's everybody doing? Well, today I am super excited for the guests that I have brought to the show. Uh, this is somebody that... Uh, like I've said, you know, has has information and goes into all the different areas of the paranormal. Because as you know, paranormal, a lot of people think only ghosts and no, there's just, there's so many fields that for me fall into, under that umbrella of the the paranormal. And this guest's name is MJ Benias. Now, let me tell you a little bit about him. He's an educator, a writer, and a blogger. He was a former field investigator with a mutual UFO network. MUFON and he's been featured on multiple podcasts and radio shows and contributes to Mysterious Universe and Rogue Planet. His work has been included in Fate Magazine and in a book entitled UFOs Reframing the Debate, which we're going to talk to him about that. Absolutely. He lives in Canada with his wife, two children and a massive cat. His website, which is going to be included in the credits of the show, is terraobscura.net. But we'll, we'll repeat that at the end of the show. And like I said, it's going to be part of the credits of the show. But anyway, welcome. How are you doing today, MJ? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Uh, no, it's, absolutely. It's an honor. It is my pleasure. It is absolutely my pleasure. Anyway, um, I'm going to ask you what I ask all my guests because I obviously you're, you, you know, you write about the paranormal and all the different fields having to do the paranormal, but did you ever have an experience as a kid that was what propelled your interest into this? Um, I've never actually had like a, a proper paranormal experience, but um, my family um, is is very strange and um, uh, quite <laughs> sort of superstitious, and um, and when we would often go and go camping and, and tell ghost stories around the fire, and and um, my parents, whether they should have or not, let me watch. Um, shows like The Outer Limits and The Twilight okay. Zone and, and, and The X-Files, and, and I was probably too young to be doing that. Um, so I've always had an interest in sort of paranormal subject matter. Um, okay. But no, I've, I've never had a direct sort of paranormal experience, at least nothing that I could not sort of rationalize or explain in my own mind. Maybe I have, but I've always kind of walked away thinking that, uh, you know, maybe it was just that. And, and, and I'm kind of comfortable with that worldview, I think. <laughs> well, it, you know what? That's, <laughs> that's a fantastic, um, that's a fantastic groundwork for it, believe it or not, because 
I think that when you have that experience as a kid, like in other words, that you grow up, it's it your mind, your your imagination is very fertile. In other words, it's it's there. It's it's you know fertile ground for for uh, how can I say? I don't want to say, but suspension of disbelief. Oh okay. yeah. Not yeah. the uh, oh well you know. By the way, and I tell everybody because everybody thinks that when you're in this work, you there's no skepticism. It's like no, I have believe me, I have a very very high dose of skepticism but at the same time i always leave the door open for the possibility of something happening you know i i, I totally agree with you i think i think you have to have an open mind i think you have to have an open mind but it just, it just can't be so open that everything spills out oh um, sure you know so I, I agree with you i think you have to walk a, a sort of a middle path in in regards to your skepticism but also your open-mindedness well and you know what? And and I think that unfortunately this field has suffered somewhat because sometimes people have claimed things that it's like, man, come on. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. totally. you know, it's like, oh, and then everybody is like, oh, you're one of those. You believe like it's like, no, I don't. I, I believe in a lot of things or at the very least, I'm willing to say, you know what? Ah, that would be interesting if I could get more information on this. Okay. Right. This is a possibility, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna close the door on something happening or one day. God, so many things sometimes happen where people at one point were saying, "Oh, that's 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 a hoax or that's not possible," and then it turns out it was real. It's just that no proof had been brought forward for it. So right. fast forward here, absolutely. Which you know, you you ha it sounds like you had all this. Uh, you were allowed, how's that, to, to, to go in that direction. The possibilities were endless. Um, was there a point as an adult that you, that you, why you made that decision to go into this field or write about it or investigate it? Sure. Um, you know, it was predominantly ac academic. I, in university, I studied English literature and I studied cultural studies and, and okay. critical theory and philosophy. Um, and the... A, a large chunk of my academic work was in the study of subculture. So I was always, I was, I'm always fascinated by culture. I, I love the way people come up with ideas, and I love the way how people congregate and, and organize themselves. Okay. Um, I, I find people fascinating, and, and in fact, my ideal vacation is going to sit in a cafe somewhere and watching people. That's my ideal I love it. People vacation. People watching, yes. Um, so. <laughs> My academic work was predominantly in, in subculture studies, so I would be sort of writing about and, and researching various subcultures. Um, and fairly recently, within the last five years or so, maybe six, I sort of started to engage more with, um, I guess you could call, sort of call it the paranormal subculture. So people who are interested in UFOs, people who are interested in, in sort of ghost hunting, people who are interested in cryptozoology, um, and just starting to... Um, I guess communicate with them, talk to them, you know, emails back and forth, uh, participate with them a bit in social media. I, I, I worked um, about six or seven years ago actually with a, a local ghost hunting uh, or like a ghost investigation organization. I, I wasn't, I was sort of just like observing more than anything. Right, like yeah, along uh, for the ride. Yeah, and 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 I, there was a brief point where I was handling their emails um, because they needed someone. I was like, I'll do it. So that was enjoyable to sort of communicate back and forth with individuals who had uh, strange experiences. Um, so I sort of just threw myself into the subculture, uh, whether it was related to ghosts or, or cryptids or, or UFOs. And, and it's been UFOs predominantly for me. But um, 
I, I, part of my academic background has just been dealing with subcultures, and, and I quickly realized that these are sort of very active um, subcultures within society, um, and I became fascinated. So I've spent the last sort of five years or so properly researching, I suppose, and probably the last three years writing about them. Okay. Um, and I and I joined the Mutual UFO Network, and I became a field investigator to investigate UFO sightings. So I've sort of thrown myself into the world of of the subculture, um, okay. sort of as an outsider who's who's never really been, um, uh, never had an experience, or, or never really been super involved as a kid, just sort of diving in. And um, it's resulted in a book that will hopefully be published within the next month or two. Oh, okay. Uh, if my if my publisher. Um, finishes editing he's allegedly going to be done in like a week so it's really exciting I'm, I'm actually really excited that he's going to be done editing in about the week so um yeah the book should be out soon but it, it's basically a look at the ufo subculture as a, as a sort of um cohesive group um yeah so that's sort of been my 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 dive into this world and, and once and you mentioned that thing that you were a, a an investigator with mufon Yep. What happened when you went out to speak to some of these people? Because that's they, that's one of the things I think there's a real eye-opener when you speak to people. And this is regardless of what, even if, let's say, they didn't catch any physical proof as in a photograph sure. or anything like that, but that they actually do believe, I imagine, that what they saw was not explainable as in right. an airplane or any of the other things that you see up in the sky. Yeah, it comes up a lot in my book, but, um, you know, Reader's Digest version, um, I think a common criticism and a common um, idea that gets thrown around in the media, especially in, in the mainstream media, is, is that people who see UFOs or people who see ghosts or people who see Bigfoot are nuts um, and they're unstable or they are... Uh, from a certain economic background or from a certain social background or a certain racial yes. background. Um, and you get this this false message, I think, in in the mainstream media about sort of who sees UFOs or who sees Bigfoot um, or who has haunted houses. Um, and And what quickly occurs when you actually start doing the research, when you actually start going out to meet, witnesses um you're gonna always meet your fair share of kooky people there's just kooky people in the world of course um but the vast majority of them are perfectly stable they you know they they go to work every day they buy starbucks they drive their kids to dance class and swimming lessons um and and they just want to live their normal lives um but something has upset that balance for them right yes. um and they they try to find answers and unfortunately you know as an investigator and as a researcher i mean you know but uh, you're probably the first one who you probably agree with me we're not necessarily equipped to provide answers you know we don't necessarily know how the paranormal operates and we don't necessarily understand how the phenomena works um exactly. so we're there to just catalog i think um we're sort of just watching uh, and and um trying to uh, create maybe a, a data set that we can use to potentially do further research. But um, people just want answers, and unfortunately we're kind of stuck in this world where we can't give them answers, but they just want to go on with their lives. And and, and they're perfectly rational and normal individuals who, yes. like I said, everything's been totally thrown out of whack. Um, right. So it's it's been a fascinating fascinating journey to, to have that stereotype broken, to meet individuals who... Um, according to tv don't see ufos um or or ghosts or anything but but clearly they do right 
exactly and, and and i'm so glad you brought that up because i think sometimes they might say their story to sympathetic here as an investigator somebody that is at least going to listen to them but they might not tell anybody else because uh like you said contrary to what a lot of people think they think there's going to be a stigma attached to this if if i start telling people that i saw this you know or i think i saw a ufo i'm going to get the weird looks and uh, a lot of times they've gone through a checklist of possible rational explanations. And it's really mm-hmm. difficult for them to think, uh, you know what, the, the, none of these things fit for what I saw or what I experienced. Uh, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, you know, witnesses will always make mistakes. There's always oh, going to be error. You know, like there's no it's not a it's not a science by any means. Um, it's it's really a collection of, of stories. And, and we're, we're we're sort of. We're the collectors of stories, right? As investigators, mm-hmm. um, because often there's no evidence really that can be provided. Right. Right, and and I think photographs, that that's or video, one of or the things trace that... trace evidence. And, and and I'm glad because, um, yeah, like you said, there's going to be the people that it's like, oh yeah, you know that light, whatever it is, that's a UFO, yeah, like. But right. there's a good portion of people that it's like, they're like. Mm, they don't, in other words, they're not really looking to have the experience. It just happens to them. Oh yeah, for sure. There's been there's been plenty where where um, they're just minding their own business, and all of a sudden something pops up, um, and um, it's just like, what the hell am I seeing? Right? Like it's one of those moments where the, you know you sort of rub your eyes and and y- mm-hmm. you just you just want to go home and shower the crazy out, but you just sure. can't. You know? Right. Yeah, because everywhere you go, there you are. As yeah. in, you know, um, have you spoken? And I know some. And I know maybe as an investigator, maybe you just go for sightings. Have you ever had reports where all of a sudden it's all these different reports? In other words, these people don't are not aware of other people having the same sighting at the same area or at the same time. Have you ever run across that? Where you like like one object seen by multiple people? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, there's 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 probably been for me personally, maybe two or three moments where I've had that occur. Um, I would say that, you know, two for sure were just prosaic. They were mm-hmm. military flares, like nothing interesting, like interesting, but nothing right. that wasn't sort of paranormal or anomalous. Okay. Um, there was perhaps one that I'm, I'm still unsure about where I had um, a couple reports come in in regards to sort of a, a large object in the sky, and it was seen by multiple people from different angles, um, and I, I had to sort of parse through these various stories to figure out, okay, they were each kind of looking at the same thing we think, and because again, people provide wrong directions, and yes. they're not really sure if they were looking east or north, you know, and, and unfortunately that happens, so you yes. have to kind of use other data to kind of piece all this together. But yeah, I have had one moment where I had a sort of this strange. Um, correlation I suppose of of sightings that that linked to one object Um, as for what that object was I unfortunately don't know I was never able to sort of obviously get a definitive answer usually if it's flares or if it's something more prosaic you can usually call sort of the local you know call the airports you can call the military base you can call me like you know were you doing this or or coast guard or whatever you can usually call around and and eventually you'll get the oh yeah yeah we were doing this or we were doing that so yeah they would have seen flares um, or, right. or whatever. But in this one situation, I, I called around. No one really came back to me with an answer that said yes, it was this or it was that. Um, 
So there was no, it wasn't an airplane as far as I could tell. You know, it was just an odd triangular shaped object at night okay. with three points of light. Um, we could debate, you know, maybe it was some sort of aircraft, like a prosaic aircraft um, that just wasn't logged for some reason, or it was, you know, there's an error. I don't know. Um, but unfortunately, again, I can't sit here and say 100% it was, you know, uh, something out of this world. Um, I can only say that I still don't know what it was and they still don't know what it was. Um, and, and unfortunately as investigators, we sort of have to leave it at that because sure. beyond that it's speculation. Right. Yeah. No, every, every, I would say what the majority of these, uh, episodes, if you want to call them, like you said, all you do, there's no answers. There's no, sometimes because follow-up is impossible sometimes, or you just, it's like, mm -hmm. uh, all I, I can do is, and I can, I can tell that you're saying something that you believe to be true, but the best I can tell you is, okay, you know. You saw something weird. You saw what something that weird, weird is. Yes. I don't know, but it was weird. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of people now, and I'm going to, a little bit on this UFO, that they've tried, they've tied in sightings of cryptids, uh, uh, you know, the abduction sure. theories, uh, a lot of... Uh, you know, a lot of things spin off of this, you know, some people just see, like you said, something in the sky that they just can't, doesn't seem normal, but that's the extent of it. But right. then there's others that, I mean, it could go from, you know, implants uh, for sure. to abductions since childhood and uh, others say, okay, you know, there's also an uptick in, um, in sightings of cryptids or Bigfoots, like in other words, that they, it's, it's all part of the same I want to say universe or whatever phenomena yeah yeah I think I think that that that's a pretty common this is a common thread that's that's been happening um it's been actually around for quite some time but um it was really popularized by by an author by the name of John Keel and Jacques Vallée who's another one who, who sort of suggested or, or speculated that maybe all paranormal phenomena are somehow linked so ghosts cryptids um, poltergeist activity, aliens, UFOs, all that is is all connected in some way to one sort of unified theory of 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 paranormal events. Um, and and we often, yeah, we see this a lot now in in UFO um, yeah, UFO conventions, and we see this a lot now in 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 UFO uh, magazines and and, and websites. Um, this link between all of these strange phenomena and and um, being tied together, um, you know, it's one theory I think that that is interesting because I think it 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 tries to kind of create a nice little package um, mm -hmm. that links it all together. What what it does though is it is it starts to also alienate people, right? All the UFO people who are you know 100% behind the alien or extraterrestrial hypothesis they're suddenly whoa, whoa, whoa what like what does bigfoot have to do with this or what is what do ghosts have to do with this and then right. all the ghost hunters all the ghost hunters like whoa 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 what do aliens <laughs> have to do with the the spirits of the dead you know like everyone kind of gets you know we're now we're kind of you know everyone's getting each other's underwear and, and everyone's getting all upset about it um which is fair too because ultimately I, i'm not sure if there's you know there's no evidence really to support either case i think that you know it's there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that we have to kind of wade through first oh, um sure. But and that's it's, that's, it's... that's the that's the tricky part as far as evidence. I mean, uh, I belong to a group here that occasionally they meet, and 
Uh, they do a lot of presentations. MUFON comes and does presentations. You know, it's about, you know, UFOs, etc. I mean, you know, usually during the meeting, they usually have a speaker come in. But so afterwards, you know, you, you know, you people start to talk. And I want to say that a good 60% of the people that are there after, you know, I started talking to them. The, one of the first times I went there, they, they went on to describe where they think that they have been having, in, you know, some type of interaction with, with, uh, with extraterrestrials since childhood and, um, right. you know, recovered memories and being visited here and, and, and almost that it's totally enmeshed in their reality, for lack of a better word. Okay, it's not right. like an isolated, like one day I saw, I think I saw a UFO and that was the end of it. It's like there's a whole thing. In other words, it overshadows their entire life. And I was like, wow, this is heavy duty. And I was talking to them. And you, like you said, you've got a couple that are like, hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah. But then the others, they're very, they're quite rational about it when they describe this. Yeah, I think I, for me, my, my sort of just off the bat first impressions litmus test that I sort of apply is if they come to me and, and they sort of tell me their story and, and during the story before it or after it, they say something like, you know, I have no idea what's going on. Usually that's a good indicator for me. You know what I mean? Like if they, if they yes. approach the, the thing open-mindedly and say, I have zero clue what's happening, but this is what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, that's a, that's a good start. It's not evidence, but it's a, it's a good start because now I'm, 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 I have at least this 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 initial reaction that you're not you haven't already bought into something versus people who come to me and say you know I was visited by aliens from this planet and or they you know they came from this dimension and they're here because you know Bigfoot is their lost child and they're looking for him and like you know people come to me with this crazy story and and they say this is exactly what it means and this is exactly what happened and I want to convince you of that um, I kind of get a little jittery right because now I'm like well you've clearly bought into some sort of paradigm or, or ideology and, and exactly. now you're trying to convince me of yours I'm, I'm getting a little nervous um so yes. I, I you often have to sort of retreat and just kind of go mm-hmm mm-hmm mm -hmm, very mm -hmm, interesting you know and, yes. and then you know you move on <laughs> sometimes right and, and like to some people it's it's like I said it's very like it's like and you've got you know I could tell you you've, there's a lot of your imagination in this story uh, right. it's like go but and like and and because I want to say there that there's two there's and then there's you know the um, the beliefs where yeah that there's extra you know taking the abduction scenario out of it or anything like that where you know how long you know have extraterrestrials been interacting with human beings how do they get here um, right are they even have they are they did they seed us, you know, or were they just observers? Uh, in other words, I mean, that that's a whole different avenue of, uh, and which I want to say, I, said, I, I feel that there's a lot more proof in that, you know, short of an actual spaceship that's right. actually there, you know, because, of course, we have all these stories that they've recovered, you know, either bodies or spaceships, you know, along the years, but actual, like, that's, that's it, it's, they've come out and said it, but uh, there's so many unexplained things, especially from ancient civilizations, that you look at it, and you're thinking, wow, how did they do this, or how were they able to do that, or um, certain, 
either glyphs or pictographs or things that that when you look at it, it at least it makes you wonder was there something from another planet that was visiting here right when these and, civilizations and I, were very young and I, I think it's okay to wonder like i think it's okay to sit there and 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 and, and speculate and think about that kind of thing but i think you also need to sort of appreciate that you're just wondering and you're just speculating you know i don't want to alienate <laughs> pun intended i guess i don't want to alienate anyone but um you know unfortunately when we when we think about sort of you know ancient civilizations and how they did some amazing things yes um just because we don't know how to do it today doesn't mean sort of aliens did it right it just means we don't know how to do it today um and and we we i think we we tend to sort of put ancient history into um a sort of a framework and and to us if if we can't explain something from a long time ago we sort of look at ourselves and think man well you know we're the smartest there's been therefore um you know, we ought to know how to do this because, you know, that was in the past. We've sort of moved on in history and now we're smarter. We should know how to do this. And that's not necessarily the case. There's a lot of things people did thousands of years ago, tens of thousands of years ago that we we just haven't done or have forgotten or just don't know anymore. Um, yes. So I, I want to be careful not to not to speculate on, on the whole ancient aliens thing and and and. Um, whether we were seated or anything like that, you know, like I said, I don't want to alienate anyone if, if people have those sort of beliefs or those ideas and, and if they have evidence to, to prove it, that'll be amazing. Um, right. but I'm pretty cautious, you know, I, I, I teach history. So for me, it's, it's exactly, it's, it's difficult to hear my students tell me that, you know, the, the aliens built the pyramids. Um, and I sort of have to sit there and go, ah, well, you know, maybe, but <laughs> maybe they didn't because, you know, evidence but um it's it's one of those um it's one of those strange things that kind of happens in the subculture right there's all of these different ideas floating around and 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 they link together sometimes and and sometimes they don't and um we tend to get into arguments over over these sort of just like i said circumstantial pieces of evidence that really don't lead us anywhere they just kind of lead us down this road of speculation um so i want to be careful oh and let me ask you, do you, especially, I want to say, because, you know, we're, we have technology that's moving right along that sometimes moves so quickly that we're like, huh? And mm -hmm. it's almost like, I want to say, even though, you know, we've always had like ghost stories and, you know, and folklore and things of this nature, but it's almost like at the same pace that technology is, you know, just going along we're also like trying to diverge away from it, like going to the non-technological beliefs, you know, where, where right. technology doesn't exist or it can't be, it's not explainable. Uh, it's like, like we right. want to like have a, a place where we can go to where it's, we, it's almost as the mystery where technology is, right. where, you know, it's yeah. everything is totally precisely figured out. Yeah, I think I think that technology will will you know get humanity, and it takes humanity to a certain point, right? We we right. Te technology you know solves a lot of our problems for us. I mean, it allows us to have a conversation across a continent, you know, right now. Um, but 
what occurs is, is well, not what occurs, but, but I think humans naturally are drawn to sort of that other side, right? We're drawn to the paranormal, right? Um, I think humans naturally um, want to um, feel that there's something else there, right? Yes. Um, or, 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 you know, they know there's something else there. Um, there's a reason why the vast majority of this planet um, practices some sort of religion. Um, right whether it's an organized religion or whether it's it's a, a disorganized religion or a spirituality of some sort mm-hmm. um the vast majority of humans do this right we even talk about regular everyday sort of social concepts in in spiritual ways we say stuff like um uh we say stuff like you know there has to be justice or, or we say you know we believe in something called social justice or, or we believe in right. this idea that that things ought to be equitable for people, right? Everyone should have food, everyone should have clean drinking water, and this is, this is just. Um, and, and, and this is sort of a spiritual term, right? There's really yes. no such thing objectively as justice. It's not like it floats around in the universe and you can pick justice up like you can your cell phone, right? Um, but we believe in it. We believe in it as an ideal. Um, we believe in love like that too, right? You can't physically go out and pick love up and put it in your pocket, but we believe that love exists, um, and again, it's a very spiritual idea. Um, it has to be. I mean, try telling your wife or husband that you love them because it's just brain chemicals or chemistry of, of the mind or neurons firing, you know, good luck ever, you know, getting back in the sack. Um, <laughs> you know, I love you, baby, because it's chemicals. Um, that is very unromantic. Exactly. Um, it is. It is. So we, we sort of function like this. And I think humans are naturally drawn to this idea. We like the mystery. We like um, yeah. this unknown. And, and again, you know, we can, we can go all night, but the, you know, well, I'm a, liter- I'm a literary guy. So, I mean, I talk about Joseph Campbell and, and, and Carl Jung, you know, who believe that, that across cultures and across time, we have the same stories, the same folk tales, the same, right. the same archetypes that, that, you know, move through all cultures and, and all societies. Um, and they're universal. So um, from even from a literary perspective, I can talk about, you know, this version of spirituality that exists, right? This, this interconnectedness of ideas. Yes. So, um, yeah, I, I think that, that, it's, that, it's, that it's a pretty, it, it's a huge drive for humans to, to seek out those ideas and to seek out those concepts. Um, because, like I said, technology can only get us to a certain point because beyond technology, there has to be something, I suppose. Um, well, and, I mean, we try to we try to mystify right? even that because, you know, I'm sure yeah. you've seen some of these uh, futuristic uh, dystopian where or, or that would let you know the these movies or these stories as where when does AI become sentient, uh, right. or you know when we kind of merge well where we are like half robot you know or half sure. human and uh, even the the Blade Runner movie the original one and the second one that just came out like uh, about a year ago. Uh, was the same thing, you know, the the whole premise. Spoiler alert in case anybody hasn't seen Blade Runner 2049, where uh, uh, AI has was uh, able to give birth to human life. You know, there was right. a, a crossover. We always have that, that we, we want to take the edges off the, uh, the, the technology thing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, I think, Technology is is something, you know, we we create it um, and control it, but it also controls us and it also creates us, right? We're shaped 
by the technology we shape. Um, yes. Right. Um, right. So yeah, maybe maybe we even we yeah like you say we sort of even spiritualize technology to a point. Right. It's we we allow it to become our our sort of uh, one of our deities that we worship. I don't know. This I is think getting, I think this, honestly, this is a fascinating think, conversation. We're you know, and I've heard you know number you know that we're hardwired that I think we are spiritual people. You know, I don't know species. If you, I know there's people out there that they could say they're atheists or they're agnostics or they, they don't consider themselves very spiritual. But I think as a whole, we kind of like try to go there. We kind of have that makes us feel better, if for lack of a better, you know, like you said, some people have a religion or some people have spiritual beliefs or whatever. But that uh, that kind of holds our world together. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean. To a point, even atheism is, is spiritual, right? You're always going to have atheists who who would still potentially say, you know, social justice is a thing or human rights are a thing. Yeah. Um, when in reality, it's just sort of something we made up, really. I yeah. mean, you know. Um, yeah, that that that, that 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 that. In other words, what you're saying is, for them, it matters. In other words, that right? It, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm a firm believer in human rights. I I I I'm you know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much a social person and a socialist, but um, the um, the fact of the matter is, is we just sort of naturally seem to follow these rights. You know, we just naturally don't kill each other. We just naturally right. care about one another. We just naturally want to take care of the sick um, and and the injured. Um, so we've created this we've simply taken what we kind of naturally do and and the the our natural actions and we've and we've turned them into something universal um that we sort of believe in um, and that's the key word right well and 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 you know what the and, and it's really interesting because I, I like i said I, I was looking at some of your blogs uh pieces your articles and i was noticing here also that you had written a piece about monsters and as far as uh, you know the, the the mythos or you know in some cases folklore versus the reality of it I guess for right for people that have had either actual experiences or whatever the case might be um, and again I don't know I I guess for the person that has had that individual experience that yeah they could tell you about it but Unless you were there with them, you maybe might not understand, right? Or even up to a certain point, believe yeah. what it is that they're describing. Do you think that that what people think they see as truth is because they actually had a real experience or saw something, or it's just like I I really don't understand what my eyes are seeing. So since I can't really name it, I'm gonna make it a a Bigfoot, a dogman, right. a whatever, you know. Sure. Um, I, I, I think I think one of the, the the best perspectives to to view this with, and and I and I'm gonna I wanted to avoid sort of cultural appropriation as much as I can here. Oh, so I'll, I'll, but, but I'll, don't worry about it because it's well understood that sometimes it's just some things are you know part of what that yeah. that culture. It's like, but anyway, go right. ahead. So. Within a, a lot of indigenous cultures, mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm, there's gonna be a lot lost in translation here because I am I'm, I'm not indigenous. So again, I apologize for um, being co culturally awkward here. But um, for many indigenous cultures, uh, I'm in Canada, so especially amongst Canadian indigenous cultures, 
um, when we when 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 individuals talk about this idea of truth and this idea of myth or story, mm-hmm. um, there's no real line that divides the two. So in 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 various indigenous indigenous cosmologies, um, fact and fiction, uh, truth and story, or truth and myth, are are part of the same uh, thread or the same spectrum. They they exist within the same concept, um, and in fact, they have different words for when you're talking about um, something that is real, like physical, like a table, um, versus something that is real and physical, but also part of myth uh, or part of a story. So I think the 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 key way to look at this concept, and I think you can kind of interject any sort of paranormal event here. It doesn't necessarily have to be monsters. It can be UFOs, right. it can be ghosts, it can be anything. Um, is looking at the phenomena not as being either truth or fact uh, versus myth or, or, or fiction, but rather viewing it as both simultaneously. Um, right. It is both truth and myth. It is both fact and fiction at the same time. Um, and, and what this allows you to do, I suppose, when you're sort of dealing with the story then is, is you're not putting, um, weight or more, more, more importance on something that is sort of factual versus something that is more mythological or, or, or story based. Um, because ultimately we can probably sit here and, and say, listen, people have had strange experiences. Right. We can sit here and say, people have seen creatures people have seen strange objects in the sky people have seen ghosts people have had poltergeist activity people have experienced these things to the point where um it's not just a story anymore there's 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 something happening right there's gravity to the situation It, it takes on some sort of weight um so we need to be careful not to say, you know, fact and, 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 you know, capital T truth is, is sort of more important than the myth. Um, because again, for the vast majority, I think of human history, we never did that. We never said truth and myth were two separate things. I think from, you know, all of us at some point were indigenous to somewhere, uh, yes. you know, tens of thousands of years ago, we would have had similar, um, cosmologies, I think we would have had this idea that there, there is no divide only recently within the last few centuries. Have we really said we're going to divide fact from fiction or, 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 or truth from mythology. And, and we've created a whole system of terms and language to, to deal with this, right? Uh, the sciences predominantly sort of function in this way, right? They, they differentiate themselves from uh, mythology. So I, I think that's that's sort of in in a nutshell my answer. I, I like looking at it more from the the this indigenous worldview um, of this idea where you can have both truth and and mythology working simultaneously um, to create something. Now, does that mean you know um, does that mean that every single person who sees a Bigfoot or every single person who sees a werewolf or every per- single person who sees a ghost at, is actually seeing that? No, of course not. People are going to make mistakes. People are going to be delusional. People are going to have fugue psychoses and and like you know that's going to yeah. happen. But but you're always going to have those handfuls of cases where the evidence is totally the contrary. The person was not delusional. The person did not have some sort of psychological breakdown. Um, the person saw something and experienced something. Um, and, and even sometimes the point where it leaves physical evidence, right? You yes. know, scratches on a car door or, or, um, you know, a dent in a hood or, um, 
burns on the ground, whatever, right? Um, so whatever occurred, occurred. Exactly. Um, the big question becomes, like, how did it occur? What caused this creature, this monster, this UFO, this ghost, this alien, whatever, to manifest? What caused it to leave the realm of, of mythology, of, of, of nothingness, let's say, and become something objective like the table in front of you or, or um, your headphones, right? Like, what, what caused that to occur and I think that is sort of the big question we need to wrestle with is is not so much whether it actually was a Bigfoot or whether it actually was a ghost or whether it actually was a poltergeist but what caused it to become real or nah, I got to backtrack not what caused it to become real that's a mistaken terminology what caused it to become physical exactly right. and and one time I was interviewing this gentleman he um he's out of uh Alabama and he's had like he's from like a, a Bigfoot society since the 1970s so he's been doing it for a long time and he's gotten all the stories and he tells me that even now when the police get calls from people that they saw something on the road they, they bring they bring them over to his house because it's like what are they gonna do with these people and right. he's told me he says he says these people are legitimately scared that a couple of them have even said sir can we stay here at your house until daylight <laughs> because yeah we don't want to drive home in other words he goes, I wasn't there. Obviously, I didn't see what they saw. But whatever they saw, they were scared. They they knew or like they, they wanted to stay here at my house. They, yes. That's how real it was to them. Right. Uh, and, you know, that this is to me, that's like the hallmark usually um, because I think I've, I've you see it where the how can I say it? They're, it, the, the fear is so urgent that they're dealing with it right then and there. They're not even worried about tomorrow. It's like, I just don't want to drive home in the dark and have this thing run across the road again. Right. That can... Yeah. That's not, that would be awful, I think. Yeah. And I, I, I have a cabin, like, so I'll often, this, I, this, I, this, is a, this is an inside joke with my wife, so she'll like it. Um, but I have a cabin, and um, often we, you know, at night we, we leave um, my, my parents in law who have a cabin sort of close by and we leave it at night and we we're, you know, we had supper and, you know, it's time to go home. So we pack the kids up in the car and, um, we have, I have this fancy Ford Explorer. I don't know how I, it's just, I, I found a great deal. But anyway, I bought this Ford Explorer and it has a backup camera. I've never had a vehicle with a backup camera. Do you know uh -huh. what I'm talking about? Like you put the car in reverse and little screen and there's a, so anyway, it, it, I guess it has an IR light or it's an IR camera. So when you're backing up at night, it, it has that kind of grayish greenish tint. You know, like okay. all IR footage does. And I put the car in backup and the drive, the sort of drive that we go down, the sort of gravel road, right, is just, it's just trees and darkness. And then just this little strip of, of gravel that you can see. And every time we're driving and backing up down this road, I always tell her, I say, I'm going to put this car in reverse one day and something is going to run across, you know, <laughs> and we are, we are going to, we're going to sleep in the car. We're going to lock the doors and we're just going to sleep in this vehicle because I, I am That's not right. stepping foot outside, right? Because I'm afraid of just, you know, backing up down this quiet, deserted, silent road. And then suddenly this thing just running across and me yeah, that's, back, that's it. losing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. What happened. I haven't had a paranormal experience, right? I haven't seen anything scary in my life like that and I'm sure it's just gonna happen one day after you know a nice supper with the family you know kids in the car seats in the back and then all of a sudden this thing runs across great my one paranormal experience and it had to be this <laughs> my fear yeah 
you know what that reminds me of I, they, I, they, I can't remember I think I want to say that they stopped producing them but there was the um, they ran it where, where they where you have to have a friend um, play a practical joke on it, but it was very well oh, done yeah. and normally they would set up stuff like that like oh. UFOs or you know cryptids or <laughs> really really but it was very well done believable you know they would entice this person it usually was like oh. uh doing a job you know come in and do the right. job and yeah, yeah. some of the that. pranks they pulled on people i the the only thing i was always amazed is i would have run i would have just run i would have just left screaming and run run <laughs> and people right. you could see that they were like totally immobilized i mean oh, yeah. you could tell the fear because i was thinking if i was there that production company would have had to go find me like about two miles down the road to tell me <laughs> that it was a joke because I would have, you know, because it was so believable. And sometimes I think that, that in part that's what you're describing is like, if, if I actually see something like you just said from going from, no, I've never had an encounter or seen something of all things to see something like you said in that camera backing up the right. car. Oh my God. But but it's strange because that's what a lot of experiences are. I think for a lot of people, they've never had a paranormal experience ever, yes. and then and they just kind of like they just you know I just had supper at my at my parents. It's been you know it was a nice night. My life is great. I live this perfectly normal life. I drive an SUV. Life <laughs> is sweet. You know, like everything's normal and wonderful. I have a great job. You know, healthy family. And then all of a sudden, I back up one night and my you camera see, turns on and, oh, God, there it is. Right? Like, that's, you know what? that's, 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 a, that's a great opening scene from a fantastic horror movie. You know that, right? right? Oh, I know. And you, you can have it. If you're ever going to write a horror movie, you can you can, you can can borrow it and, and just give me credit <laughs> in a, in somewhere in the process there. But, um, yeah, that, and, but that's the experience people have, I think. And that's, that's what the paranormal kind of does. Um, it yes. waits for us to be in this lull right we're not ready for mm -hmm. it um and then suddenly it shows up and it's this sort of instant um jolt um, and 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 but this is sort of again how how you know religious experiences happen for a lot of people this is how how anything sort of spiritual happens often it's this this it's not a process but it's a sudden jolt and all of a sudden things are yes. no longer the same right the world no longer makes sense yeah. um what I, as one of my colleagues once put it, you know, um, you no longer know what reality is. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's um, a, a, an important way to look at it because that's that's what happens. It, it shifts our entire reality to something else. Well, let's face it. I mean, there's, if there's one true thing about human beings is that we like our routines or, or, or <laughs> you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody likes to have an adventure, but at the end of the day we like to have our routines like you said we do this we do that our family's okay and if i turn this road down this road i'm going to see this and that and whatever it's almost like yeah some, some you know a lot of people complain about falling into a rut but we're creatures of habit and mm -hmm. talk about going from a rut to like your 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 reality shifts and goes sideways is would be having that moment like you just described. Yeah, we 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 all sort of like I said long before earlier I said you know we all sort of long for the paranormal and we all you yeah. know seek this this thing, but when we experience it, we don't like it. You know, <laughs> oh, it's, no. I, I changed my mind. I want to go. I want to go back now. I want to go back now. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, well, see, that's the thing that it's like, how do you unsee it? Oh yeah, you you don't. And 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 sure. you know, and and um, I tell people, you know, on uh, some of the investigations that I. And, and I want to say this predates the time that all these reality, paranormal reality shows came along where people were like, oh, it's a ghost. Yay. Um, one of my first tip offs, you know, because I would do a lot of the pre-interviews uh, were that people were genuinely scared, genuinely right. scared as in I can't make sense of this. Right. I've tried and I can't make it fit, but I can't ignore it either. Or in this case, if there was something having something it wasn't in other words it wasn't just a sometimes it was a one-time thing other times it was more than just a one-time thing and i think what happens to a lot of people is like if if my reality wasn't real what else out there is there that it's not really what i thought it was it's right. like whoa you know and and i think that freaks a lot of people out when they have anything really happen to them is like what else is out there that is going to make my life and everything that I thought was maybe not the way I thought it was. Yeah. It's quite jarring, right? It's kind of a jarring moment. Yes. Um, it, it, it shakes, it shakes loose. Um, everything you think about yourself, it shakes loose everything you think about the world around you. Um, and, and it leaves you wondering, like you said, what else, you know, is going to be shaken loose next? you know, what's going to be shaken loose next, right? What, what's next to go? Oh. Um, and and there's great anxiety in this, right? Um, it's 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 actually probably like, you know, most people who suffer from anxiety, it's 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 they're afraid of 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 um, of the instability. Sure. And and all this does is it causes instability. Oh yeah, I mean for them it's the uh, the anticipation of the instability. Yeah. Uh, and 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 what's really funny is you know I I don't know if you've gone to. You know, well, you know that now the gaming, you know, there's so many people into the, you know, these game, you know, that basically you're, you're doing it. And if you've gone to any of these comic cons, there's, there's a, this huge industry. And, and I laugh because, you know, there's, uh, there's some that are modern and others are like Warcraft. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what, if you guys were ever actually thrust truthfully into any sure. of these worlds, you'd be like, I want to go home now. You know, like <laughs> if yeah, people shooting yeah. at you or you could be eaten by something or, you know, uh, you uh, there was no electricity because, you know, a lot of these games are, you know, their settings are different. Uh, for example, they have uh, one of the, was the Assassin's Creed or these other things. And right. I, think, or you, I think to myself, you know, they're like, they, they, in other words, people have become very involved in this, like almost like their characters that they develop are there. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not, I don't have anything against games, but it's like, the truth is, if you guys were ever inserted there within 10 minutes, you'd be like, I'm ready to come home now. That's right. Yeah. You know, almost like that. You know, that movie Jumanji with uh, Robin yeah. Williams, late Robin Williams. Yeah. Where he got sucked into the game and it was horrible and it was like, oh, you know, <laughs> that kind of film. thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it's it's uh, you know, it's 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 interesting, MJ. What, um, you know, what, where imagination starts off, which ends up becoming reality, as in, you know, maybe a lot of, for example, uh, sci-fi writers that when they were writing some of their stories, they were like, 
yeah, that's sure we're going to go to the moon. Sure, we're going to fly. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, some of this, you know, Jules Verne and uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs and then, you know, all these other ones that were when they started going into sci-fi. And a lot of the things they wrote about have in some version become reality. So it makes you yeah. wonder. It does. It's actually interesting. You mentioned Blade Runner earlier, which is based off a novel called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Exactly. Uh, Philip K. Dick, uh, mm-hmm. who wrote that book, had paranormal experiences and and um, like strange alien, con- uh, at least allegedly strange alien contact experiences. Um, and a lot of his writing was inspired by some of the things he sort of um, was I guess supposed told would be sort of the the awkward way of putting it, but sort of what these beings informed him of. Okay, that's really interesting. I had not heard of that. Came from, yeah, yeah. He he was very much a believer in in sort of the 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 paranormal and the UFO phenomenon because he had personal experiences. Really? Um, yeah, and a lot of his inspiration for some of his work work came from that. Yeah, because what was so, that? I want to say Total Recall. The movie Total Recall was also based on one of his stories, right? I I believe so. I don't remember which. I know one. that you know, and I know they take Hollywood takes a lot of liberties with these original stories. They for sure, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a few. Um, yeah, like science fiction, especially science fiction authors tend to have. Um, I think a lot of them have strange experiences, and then they they use that to create their work. Um, yes. Who knows? Yes. Right. Well, you know what would be, that be interesting that you think about it, which you know. Even though, of course, obviously he was the author, the, the you know, when they were published, these were all fictional works or whatever. Right. How, how much of it would you say was, you know, part of his well, imagination not... or part of right. his own personal experiences? Yeah, I mean, you know, most writers, like, we're, we're all nuts as well a little bit. So, you know, maybe that's part of it as well. You know, of there's course. something, there's a, there's a screw loose somewhere in there. And, yes. and, and he started pumping information. Yeah, yeah. Well, Inspired. I, yeah, I, you know, I'm, uh, who was it the other day that I was, uh, Ray Bradbury. I mean, I was fascinated to think that this guy basically was self-taught out of library. I mean, he yeah. was like, he, uh, he, yeah, that guy was a genius just yeah. on his own. Right. Yeah. He, and it was like, but sometimes I want to say, and, and, and I guess I obviously had, he was talented and, but then he had the imagination. But at the same time, he just like was going to the library, and this is where he learned basically self-taught himself a lot of things. And uh, from there, you know, of course, all his stories and everything took yeah. off from there. But still, it, yeah, I mean, he, he yeah he famously wrote Fahrenheit four fifty one at the the typewriter at the library that he there went you to. go he had, okay he yeah. he had to rent. It was something like five cents for every thirty minutes or something. Right. Um, and he, I mean, he was a broke writer, so he. It, yeah. it said, like, according, he wrote that book apparently in four hours. It goes like to start to finish, wrote it in four hours. It was based off a short story he wrote, but he wrote it in four hours at five uh, at a, at a nickel per hour for per thirty minutes. Yes. He finished that book and was like, "Here's here, send it to his publisher," and that was it. You know. Um, yeah, he it, was like it's, taking it's public transportation. I don't think he drove his entire life. If, if I'm not, I don't think he either learned how to drive or didn't drive. And all those times he was using public transportation to get around. It's like, there yeah. you go. I think we've gotten off topic a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Maybe. know. It's like, it's like, I love to, 
you know, well, to me, it's like, uh, even though, you know, you get into, uh, you know, because that's up to a certain point, some of these authors are a product of their times in some way, shape or form. You know, if you especially when you look back at some of these older authors, as far as what was going on in society, the beliefs, et cetera, um, and things like that, uh, like, you know. The one I, I want to say of all the ones that really just went off when he when he was writing was H. P. Lovecraft. He just like whoop, <laughs> he just yes, that he went man off in a direction that nobody was going around at that time. No, and only now I think people have re- well actually people probably have been appreciating him for for several decades now. But yeah, he was definitely underappreciated. I think during his his time, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. He no, yeah, he 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 was writing about things that back then were like what. Yeah, totally yeah. off, off, off. As far as the regular type of even, you know, ghost stories or things that were being written about, or that publishers wanted to see. In other words, yes. um, MJ. And as when was it this book that you said that you've got coming out in about a month? Um, do you? Ha- is there a title for it or or anything um, like? Yeah, I, I asked that I we. My publisher and I just had a discussion about the title today, actually. So I don't want to okay, okay, okay. say anything too much. Because it hasn't um, been finalized. Okay. Because nothing's really been finalized. Um, okay. We sort of have, I think we're, we're, we're 99% sure. Um, okay. But there's always that 1% that if I, you know, I, I, I'm sort of, you know, uh, under contractual obligations sure. to not say anything too much. Um, but yeah, the book um, is about the UFO subculture. Um, okay. about UFO people. So I think we're, like I said, we're sort of looking at um, a mid to late November release. Okay. Okay. Uh, which would be great. So I will definitely, um, you know, shoot you an email and, and let you know. Once I know the title and once I have a cover and everything, I can send you that email. And, sure. Um, yes, absolutely. And uh, we can sort of talk about it a little more in depth. Yes. That will be great. Yes, because I want to say I'm hoping that if you want to call it a disclosure that they had, what was it last year that they kind of admitted to funding research on trying to identify UFOs, you know, and by this mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean they're off planet. It could be just, just yeah. identified, you know, that we finally got an admission from the government that they that, that they had actually paid to figure it out. Um, I'm hoping that down the line, there's going to be more transparency with, what's been done with what we know and what we don't know because I think sometimes they're afraid to come out because and and have to admit that there's a lot that they don't know and I think I think that's a big part of it I think I think they don't know very much and I think um, people keep seeing these things and having these experiences um, and for them to say we have no idea what's going on um, is is probably more frightening than them saying yeah here's here's the body and the UFO crashed in this underground base that we you know um, the unknown is, is much more frightening than the known. So yeah, um, my, my, my prediction is, is more information will come out. Um, mm-hmm. and my prediction is going to continuously sort of point to the fact that no one really knows what is happening. Um, and, um, we're going to have to sort of start dealing with that and, and maybe living with that a little more. Um, this idea that we don't actually know what reality is yet. Right, exactly, and, yeah. and and it's like almost like if like what you said, uh, yeah, we recovered. About, well, where did they come from? We don't know. Uh, yeah, we have a ship. Well, what what is it? Well, we don't know. Are there more of them? We don't know. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and like you said, a lot of people, uh, 
they kind of have that belief and of course i'm going to blame some of it on hollywood where yes the government has total control of this uh, situation of hmm. you know contact with the extraterrestrials and then the reality turns out that they just have some kind of information and sightings but not really that much and then everybody will basically go what do you mean you don't know yeah i think that's that's kind of literally kind of hit the nail on the head i think they have a bunch of sightings and a bunch of reports and and maybe a couple more videos or photographs or something but um nothing sort of that's totally going to be convincing. I don't know. I, I'm. I don't think they're sitting on very much. I think that's the. I think that's the inherent problem is is they don't have very much to release. Um, but, you know, that that's that's almost worse. You know. Yes, than, it is. Than, it is. than the other possibility. Yeah. Yes, I I want to say that for the majority of people after they do that big hiccup, if they ever come out and say it, I think the, that you'll see more people. I think melt down when mm -hmm. they realize. Okay, so anything could happen, and then 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 yeah. it's downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When everything is possible, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that are they hostile? Great. We don't know. Are they friendly? We don't know. Do they have a cookbook? You know, referring of course to that famous Twilight Zone <laughs> uh, episode. Oh, where they, we don't know. Yeah, where they eat us, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good like, one. It's yeah. like, uh huh. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's a lot worse when the that that question marks exist out there but anyway mj thank you so much for sharing this time with me it has been absolutely wonderful to speak to you like i said before i will include a link to your website on the credits of the show but if you want to repeat again what is your website address sure you can uh, visit my website at www.terraobscura.net uh, or you can just google terra obscura blog uh, or Terra Obscura, Terra Obscura UFO, I'm the first hit there, and, and you can just click the link. Um, and that's sort of where I keep all of my um, philosophical and theoretical rantings about UFOs and other paranormal subject matter. Um, and I'm also on the social medias, so if you want to follow me, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram and all that, uh, okay. at MJ Benias. Um, nice and easy. Okay. Yeah. okay, perfect. All right, thank you so very much, and good luck on your book. Thank you very much. This has been a lot of fun. Yes, likewise. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, guys. And we're out. Okay, let me see. I think I disconnected, but I'm not sure. Anyway, guys, what did you think? I think it. what a wonderful interview. It was wonderful. Okay, it was absolutely wonderful. And you know what the best thing that I liked about it was that, you know, um, like I said, you know, what, any part of the paranormal, but let's say, let's go into the UFO thing, which is um, sometimes there's so much effort about capturing proof. You know, whether it's the photograph, don't get me wrong. You know, I guess that, yeah, if I saw something and I had a camera handy, I, I would try to capture evidence. But you know what? I've had instances in my life, and I think most people will will recognize where I see something unexpected, whether it's a UFO or I'm not saying even a UFO, anything. that I'm just, you, you get so caught up watching whatever it is, looking at it, seeing it, trying to process that maybe, you know, the thought of either if you have a camera or a phone or whatever, 
it just it's just just kind of lags behind especially when it's something that you see unexpectedly because your brain i think goes into this like i think i what huh uh and then by the time you kind of think okay my phone or something you're like maybe it stopped or it moved off or or whatever and it's like that moment came and went i mean you, you know absolutely what you saw what you experienced but um and what i like about mj that he's saying you know that yeah for all the things that sometimes we have concrete proofs on whether it's a somebody's personal experience or whether it's a mythology behind uh certain certain events that happen or beliefs that cultures have or mythologies or folklore uh whatever they might be and even now like um oh god ancient aliens that's basically if you look at the premise of that show is that they're tying in alien visitation to a lot of the 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 myths or the stories or the paintings or the statuary that ancient civilizations produced from thousands of years ago all the way forward uh either being influenced by extraterrestrials or actually being produced with the aid of or directly by extraterrestrials uh, and some of the some of the evidence is very compelling but it's really interesting sometimes just to leave things out there in the sense of it doesn't have to be explainable in the sense of can I drill it down to it's like where's the proof or no but you know they said that in that mythos but really what they were referring to was this thing of nature you know what I wasn't kidding when I said as human beings we all enjoy and we like a sense of mystery I think that's why you know Goosebumps is such a, a, a popular series with kids and even well when I was growing up before my time there was no goosebumps but ghost stories hands holes because even as children we do like that sense of adventure and mystery and um, even if it's not ghosts because uh, we are a part of our I think I want to say of our emotional mental makeup likes the the discovery of what's not seen or what could be or the potential or uh, in other words, that we kind of realize there's more to the world that exists around us than what our five senses can capture. Uh, sometimes it's scary when we do find that truth. It's like, well, you know, I was great in theory, but that really does exist. Mm. Or uh, I, I really do think that it's part of our emotional makeup. Uh, yes we like reality and that's the best place for human beings to be in but at the same time we do need a little bit of softness to the possibilities of the what-ifs uh, and then again you have people that actually have had paranormal experiences sometimes when once is all it takes uh, people have seen crisis apparitions uh, people I want to say people even that don't believe that anything happens to us after we're dead you know like in other words that once you die you die that's it nothing survives the death of the physical body and I've heard and know no firsthand of people that have had experiences with departed loved ones that basically has just about undone them 
because it's I want to say it's even beyond being a skeptic okay because I want to say really at, at the end of it all skeptics always hold the hold the out that little corner where they think well maybe but I'm talking about people that it's a, they're not really a skeptic they just don't believe it they really don't believe that that's possible and when they have that experience that they know that it can't be explained they they have exactly what I was describing to MJ where once you have that moment it's like okay so what other assumptions or what other beliefs that I have about life or my life or human existence or the way the reality is not really the way it is okay if this is not real if this is not the way I thought it was then what if I thought that once you die that's it the dirt nap and that's the end of you that's it like another wow if I'm wrong about that then what else what else changes same thing you have a lot of people that have a encounter with a UFO or see something I'm not even gonna go as far as an abduction let's just let's just say that's a UFO sighting something that really truly and I'm talking something a little bit more personal than a distant light in the sky I'm talking maybe something a little bit closer that your world does this thing and that's it you can't unsee it because like they say wherever you go there you are you know you could you could tell yourself in that moment that no, 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 that wasn't real that wasn't real but come on you know what's real and what you've witnessed and then you and then that opens up the door of okay what else in my existence in my world whatever it happens to be is not really the way I thought it was wow maybe I've never seen a ghost but does that mean they're ghosts or I've never seen Bigfoot but I think I just had an experience with a UFO crap does that mean Bigfoot or what else it's like all of a sudden I think all these and I think personally there's people that after their first like wig out they kind of like get excited about it and then there's other people depending on how tight you're wound as far as like I need to have my enclosures that can't handle it that they kind of check out they kind of really do check out and they have but which by the way sometimes your mind will do that just to keep you sane is like you have like an amnesia and, and, and like a this little spot of I can't remember either at all or like mm, th those events are really foggy and maybe you can remember things before and after that and, and sometimes I think in truth that of course the the mind is always going to protect your sanity at all costs including bearing a memory as much as possible if you can't handle it uh, and I think there's a lot of stories out there a lot of stories without proof just the person's word or description and if they're by themselves it's like well I don't even have somebody that was with me and even then you will have sometimes two people in the same place I'm, in other words standing side by side where one will see something and the other one will not see it and you say well how does that work I mean it happens in a paranormal world where people will see ghosts one sees it one smells it one whatever and the other person is totally oblivious to it but believe it or not there's it does happen even with UFO sightings where sometimes you will have one person see something I mean 
and then the other person like not they just don't see it and I think a lot of us are just more attentive more vigilant and it's just it's not that you're more vigilant that moment it's just that your nature is that way you pick up on certain details just as that's, that's just the way you are and then you'll have the person next to you which is you know unless it kind of smacks them in the face they just didn't see anything sometimes it's not a bad thing that really about depends but um yeah that the the possibilities are there and and i've mentioned it before in other shows despite all our technological advances and which i'm totally for technology because it makes our life a lot easier i think that the way uh, as human beings that we're wired inside our minds we also like to have the that blurred line of and not everything that's explainable or not, it doesn't all have to come down to the exact equation of whatever that was you know we want to do the the what if you know it's supposed to work this way or it's supposed to be that but what if it isn't which by the way is the premise of a lot of good horror movies ah. But anyway, guys, I hope you like the show. I've got a lot of fantastic guests coming up. Uh, subscribe, whether you find me on YouTube, on any of the podcast platforms, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, iTunes, uh, uh, Podbean. I'm all over the place. Subscribe uh, if that's the platform that you're using to either, you know, download MP3 so you can listen to the show at your leisure. Uh, so that way you get notified uh, when I release a show. Also, if you're a true believer, don't forget to send me your stories. Matter of fact, I just got one today. Right before I started the show, I saw I got an email. I got to read it. It looks really good. Uh, don't forget to send that to me. Find me on Facebook, uh, on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, Miami Ghost Chronicles. And uh, again, I want to, uh, if you have any guests that you would like to have return, okay, any book that you want to maybe I can get a hold of the author, bring them on, or even discuss it, whatever the case might be. Please send me an email at marlene at mymaghostchronicles.com, and we will take it from there, especially also any subject matter. If there's some eerie, dark corner of the paranormal that you would like to discuss, also send me an email. We could discuss the subject, or I'll try to get a hold of either an author or an expert. We'll think of something, and uh, and we'll take it from there. But either way, guys, oh, by the way, uh, that I'm working on season six, season six of Stories of the Supernatural, season six of Stories of the Supernatural. So again, I'm always looking for, and and I want to clarify because a lot of people think of, you know, if you want to do the True Believers, fine, but I'm always looking for new authors. It doesn't have to be anybody established. If you want to come on the show, please get a hold of me. I, I love it. I, you know, if you're a paranormal investigator, if you've got a team of two, I don't care. You know, I, I, I want to I wanna hear about your experiences, whether it's as an investigator or your own personal experiences or what you believe, you know, you know what's, what's your skinny, what's, how do you see whatever field it is that you're working in? Please get a hold of me because I would love to interview you and, you know, because, again, I've mentioned that, you know, like the same thing, like, for example, certain haunted places that everybody and all the shows they visit and visit and visit 
uh, well, it's the same thing, you know, after a while you get kind of the same talking heads, <laughs> and this is no offense to some of my guests because they're all wonderful, but kind of like I like to bring on new blood, new people that maybe are not that famous or not well-known or not known at all. <laughs> you know, they're just they're just the regular people out there that have, have a group together or have just written their first book or they've got a great blog going on where they get feedback maybe from the community they live in about whatever area of the paranormal that they're dealing with. Please get a hold of me, Marlene at MiamiGhostChronicles.com. I would love to bring you on the show and interview you because at the end of the day, I think that's what people want to hear. They want to hear the stories about everyday people out there uh, that decide that they're either full-time or part-time going into the paranormal or that you've had maybe a lifetime of experiences because there's people out there that they're not a paranormal investigator. They haven't written a book. But when you talk to them, they'll tell you, you know what? I've had so many experiences ever since I was a kid. Uh, all these different things happened to me. And it's like, man, we could spend here three hours telling these stories. I want to talk to you too. I want to hear from you. So again, thank you so much for being part of my audience. You're all absolutely wonderful because believe me, I value the time that you spend here with me on the show. Take care.